0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Misericordia University Alumni Podcast. I am your host, class of 2017 and 2019 alumnus, Mike Gambita. Today on the show, we are featuring a postcard profile. This 2012 alumnus is on the front lines, but bringing positive energy has brought him and his team immense gratitude from notable celebrities. Ladies and gentlemen, and alumni of Misericordia, please welcome Jeff Salvatore to the show. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, We are so happy to have you on the first ever video podcast. So Jeff, congratulations on that. But uh, I'm sure it won't surmount to the amount of accolades and things we're going to be talking about today. But um, Uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, Jeff, what have you been up to since you graduated from Misericordia?
1: Since I graduated Misericordia in 2012, um, I worked nine years at Cooper University Healthcare in Camden, New Jersey. Um, While I was there, I worked on a progressive step-down unit um, I moved to the cardiac ICU. I got my master's in nursing education um, in a program at Western Governors University. Um, I have done some service projects since I've been out um, and kind of just traveling and just, you know, enjoying my career and enjoying life and my family and friends.
0: That sounds awesome. Now, uh, Jeff, we're, we're kind of. Moving into some things, uh, it, it's kind of funny when it comes to our podcasts where uh, I, I get to meet the person for the first time uh, when it comes to you know being a part of the podcast, but I got to know you a little bit. Um, I had some people texting me and I had some people uh, saying, you need to feature Jeff, you need to feature Jeff. So um, kind of t- talk me through, um, obviously we're, we pre-record these podcasts, but kind of tell me what you're going through right now as far as your current uh, job in your current location right now um at i believe it's thomas jefferson university hospital is that correct yes
1: so um a year ago february was a year that i've been at jefferson i took a position as clinical nurse specialist for the float and per diem pool um, so the nursing pool is nurses who don't really work in a specific unit they're more so in a skill set um, we have it broken into critical care intermediate care medical surgical and procedural so I have about 230 nurses um, who are kind of divvied up into their specific skill set, and the pool—the whole purpose of them—is to fill in staffing gaps in the hospital. So they don't work in the same unit every day, they don't work with the same nurses every day, and they really don't ever work together as a traditional unit. Um, so they're kind of like they're, um, you know, they're kind of like soldiers that we deploy out to fill in the staffing gaps. Um, currently, the nursing pool at Jefferson got tasked with staffing the COVID-19 drive-through testing. So this is, I think, our sixth week doing it. Um, we are open seven days a week. Uh, Monday through Friday, we are 8 to 5. On Saturdays, we are open 9 to 5. And Sundays, we are open 12 to 5. And um, it was kind of this you know, paradox when... You know everybody's asked to being isolating and socially distant that these nurses got chosen to come together for the first time they never really got the chance to work together Um, and it's kind of just been a really wild ride i mean we are testing upwards to almost 200 patients a day sometimes you know monday through friday we're pretty steady over seeing 100 patients and the weekends are anywhere from 50 usually above 50 patients a day so the past six weeks have been kind of crazy, kind of surreal, but, um, you know, I'm working with an amazing group of nurses and we're really just making the best experience. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I'm sure Jeff that, uh, you're, you're obviously on the front line. So thank you so much for, for all that you guys do, um, down there in, uh, Thomas Jefferson. And, you know, I, I kind of want to at least ask you because I, I think it's really important for those people to know, um, you know, kind of. I, I wouldn't say what what's the atmosphere like um, I know we're going to go into how you keep positive amongst your team but just kind of go through what what you guys are going through every day and you know what what's kind of the I, I, the situation I guess is the best way to the word it
1: you know I think um, being on the front line uh, no matter what role you're in it's just a very stressful situation um, you know I mean in our in our testing site, the atmosphere is, I mean, definitely anxiety. There's definitely um, apprehension because, you know, we're out there and we're testing these patients um, and some of them, you know, depending on the resource that we get, because resources are limited, like, you know, worldwide and in the country, sometimes we're doing oral swabs. So you're literally are in these patients' faces trying to obtain um, a specimen from the back of their throat and they're coughing in your face. And, um, you know, we my nurses they're still working inside in the units as well. They're still in the ICUs. They're still on the COVID floors as well as doing the testing on the parking lot. So it's just very stressful. You know, every day you you're like, is this the day that I'm going to get a fever? I mean, unfortunately, I'm having staff members who are testing positive from it. Um, you know, so it's just it's just very stressful all around the environment. Um, you know, we sign up to take care, take care of people while we're sick, and we're in this position where you know, you still want to do your job because, you know, you're proud to be a nurse and that's your passion to take care of people. But at the same time, um, you know, you're nervous for your health and you're nervous for your family's health.
0: I think everybody can relate, at least in this situation, whether you yourself are on the front lines or me, myself, who is currently uh, staying at home and trying their best to social distance. But um, Jeff, I, I know we reason that we we kind of got together was uh, there were some ways that, uh, you know, you, you and your team have kept positive during these times. And I and I think, you know, I, I personally, for me, it was super exciting when, uh, I don't want to say we landed the interview, but when we got a chance to speak with you. Um, but there's been some ways that, that you've been kind of keeping the morale and kind of keeping the positivity forward. So kind of go ahead and talk to me about Things that you do, maybe possibly, you're telling me every Sunday. It's a little slow during the day, but um, you know, what are some things that you've been up to as far as keeping the morale up and the positivity?
1: So, um, keeping the morale and the positivity up is, is, I mean, it's almost everything. I keep telling my, my staff, you need to be taking care of yourself because I need you to take care of these patients. Um, even before this pandemic started, healthcare burnout is a, is a huge thing. Um, You know, every day we're dealing with sick people, every day we're dealing with infectious diseases, and now this is just on a global pandemic scale. Um, So it's just even more heightened and enhanced. So I'm really drilling in heavy that, you know, these nurses, they need to take care of themselves. They need to recognize how they're feeling and they need to deal with it appropriately because when you come to work, I need you to be able to work and I need you to be able to do your job. So some things that we're doing is just open discussions. You know, we set up every morning and we break down every evening and we brief and debrief. And we talk about not only the day and what happened and, you know, what can be done better, but I'm also asking them, what's going on in your life? How are you feeling? Um, how are you feeling coming to work? How are you feeling before we start today? Are you nervous? Did something happen? Um, because, you know, you, you need to be able to be focused when you're at work. That's I just keep drawing that into them. So besides having conversations, another thing that we do is just, um, I'm a pretty goofy person. I like to dance around, um, sing a lot. Uh, If you take it back to my days at Misericordia, you can ask student activities office, ask the campus ministry office. Um, They know that I do not sit still or I do not (laughs) shut up. Um, So I'm I'm literally just doing what I've always done. Um, It just happened to be during a pandemic and get the attention of the singer of the song that we were dancing to. Um, So it's just, it's kind of funny, but you know, my nurses really appreciate Kind of the lightheartedness when we take these breaks and these, these dancing breaks and um it's really just helping us to form a bond to be able to like be a be a unit be a traditional unit and support each other and get through the long days so.
0: i think that's a really great way especially uh, from a, a leadership perspective now jeff I, i'm just curious as far as you know you being the the manager per se as far as your your group of nurses but um is this kind of the the learning curve as far as being a leader or or, you know, do you feel like you're kind of I don't want to say you're kind of at a plateau where it's similar, but I'm sure you're probably facing a, a lot of uh, stress and, you know, there's some positivity, but there's always some dark days, too, in between that. So,
1: right. Um, this is my first time being in a position where I'm taking care of the people who are taking care of the people. Um, And it just so happens to be during a pandemic. Um, so there was definitely a learning curve, um, but you know, leadership really just comes back down to like humanism and taking care of people and respecting people and recognizing that there's more to them, um, than just the surface. And that also like you, makes you a great nurse. It can make you a great teacher. It can make you a great uh, physician. You know, you just have to recognize that you're dealing with another human being. You're dealing with another person and you just break it down to that level. Um, leadership comes down to communication. It comes down to respect. Respect is the biggest thing. And if you let these people know that you know you have their back, they're going to have your back just as much. And that re- it's really just what it comes down to. So no matter what situation you're in, um, no matter what type of leadership role you're in, it's all just about how you're treating these
0: I certainly won't reveal just yet um, one of the interviews that I caught um, as far as that, but but one of your team members was, was talking about, you know, she was kind of going through a bad day, and, you know, she texted the group chat, and every single one of you guys were responding with positive thoughts and, and comments and, and just the, the supportive role, and I think you and I can both agree that leadership is not just from the top down, it's it's everybody in between, so... Right.
1: Um, I think one of the biggest um, ways that a leader can show success is that their their staff or the people that they're working for they're also leaders. You know, you you pass that along. It's a ripple effect. Um, so you just you set the tone for the team. You set the message for what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to do, and then everybody gets on board. Um, the the group of nurses that I'm working with they are used to going to different units. They're used to not having your traditional coworker there because it's a different unit every day. It's different people every day. Um, there's a thing known as like the pool assignment, which always isn't the best assignment, but these nurses are flexible. They are very knowledgeable. They are very resilient and they really have a passion for their job. You can't be a pool nurse if you don't love being a nurse. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty tough position to be in and I give them all the credit in the world. So. Um, just to be able to see how they're stepping up to this challenge and stepping up to support each other and myself as well. I mean, they really have meant a lot to me and helped me out a lot as well. It's just been a really great experience.
0: I, I find it truly humbling to, to hear that, uh, you know, it's a... Jeff Jeff Salvatore is the podcast, but you're certainly speaking about um, the other nurses, and and I it's it's almost kind of starstruck, you know, like I, like I told you before we started, like it seems a little starstruck here. But um, Jeff, your your positivity amongst you and your your team has kind of sparked a little bit of attention with. Uh, A couple individuals, but uh, I'm just going to let you take it away as far as um, some of the I want to call it superstardom, but, you know, some of the attention that you've been receiving within uh, the positivity that you've had during this time.
1: So um, it's actually been a goal of mine for a while to start an Instagram page for our pool nurses, mainly because I wanted to I don't want to say advertise, but I did want to advertise them to the hospital. Um, we recently started a full-time pool, so I have full-time staff that are working, and I wanted them to be known. I wanted people to know who they are, so it's not like you're new every time you walk onto a unit. Um, that's kind of got postponed, and this this operation that we're currently doing kind of gave me the chance to jumpstart on that. Um, and the first video that we posted was a TikTok. It was the Blinding Lights Challenge. And the whole reason that came about was because it was a Sunday afternoon. We're only open from 12 to 5 on Sundays usually the first couple hours are the busiest. Um, and it was really cold that day. So typically like we, I would, if the patients aren't around, we'll have music playing. We're jumping around trying to stay warm. And my one nurse was like, Oh, let's if we're dancing around, like, let's learn a TikTok Cause a lot of the healthcare workers are making TikToks, you know, just to kind of spread positivity and spread joy. So I was like, okay, well you can make it. Um, and then they were like, yeah, can we post it? And then I, Anybody who knows me knows uh, I am very much a perfectionist. In college, we did this leadership thing, and there is campus ministry, and there's different ways to classify you as a leader, and there's north, south, east, and west. And I was a north through and through, which means I'm type A, you know, OCD, everything. So I said, You can make a TikTok, but if we're doing this, it's going to be clean, just like how I want your nursing care to be. Like this is going to be pristine as well. So um, mm-hmm. they're not really hard things to learn, you know, you're just like flapping your arms around, it's not very intricate dancing but we posted the blinding lights challenge. It was popular around the Philadelphia area. And then a week later we ended up doing the level up one. Um, and the whole reason with level up is just such a powerful message for what, you know, we're trying to um, kind of um, bring up around our, our staff and our testing site and kind of all, what all the frontline and essential workers are doing. So we did the, the level up TikTok video and that just really took off. Um, Sierra got wind of it somehow. She reposted it and it's, literally been a whirlwind ever since um it's gotten pretty it's gone pretty viral um we ended up on the ellen show um which was insane and such a surreal experience but the thing that i'm most proud of is besides just our tiktoks if you go to our instagram page there's a lot of other content as well and i'm kind of just trying to get the nurses to speak on how they're feeling and what their experience is like and we're just trying to push out the message of positivity Um, you know Adversity gives you the opportunity to look at a situation and handle it, and you you choose how you're going to handle it. So you can see it as a disadvantage, or you can use adversity as an opportunity to make something good out of it. Um, no matter what you're handed, you you handle how you deal how you handle those cards that you're dealt. So, wow, <laughs>
0: um, Jeff. I as, as somebody who's in the field of social media, I I think you really bring a great point. at the sense, you you kind of want the transparency that that you and your team are are going through. And that transparency kind of led to uh, this superstardom of, you know, being on Ellen and uh, done some other things. Sierra has caught wind of it. And, you know, it just it feels like it keeps building up. But I think the greatest thing to kind of shed light onto is the fact that you guys are still doing your jobs, too.
1: Right. Um, There is absolutely no social media before patient care. Um, like I said, I have, have very high standards for the staff. Um, they know what my standards are. They're very aware. They're, we are there to work. Um, you know, we don't waste our resources. We do not waste our time, and we take our jobs very seriously. And you have to because in this in this climate of this virus, if you are not being careful, you're going to catch the virus. Um, so, you know, we're not dancing around while there's patients around. We're not dancing around in dirty PPE. Um, it's either, you know, if we shoot a video when we were wearing the PPE, we did it before the day started because we were still clean, and then we started our day. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a balance of you, wanna, you want to bring to light the real situation because people need to know that social distancing has to happen. You have to stay home because we really need to stay on top of this virus. People are dying and people are getting sick, um, and it's very scary. But at the same time, Um, You want to give a message of hope. You want to put positivity out there. Um, And, you know, just the message of like, you know, things are rough and it's really scary right now, but we have each other and we are together and we're going to get through it. So,
0: I think that's amazing coming from a person who's who's experiencing it. And, you know, uh, Jeff, you're you're down in the Philadelphia area and and that's kind of where it, uh, you know, kind of grew a little bit more. And then of course it it went all out through across Pennsylvania. I mean, just Pennsylvania itself. I mean, we're obviously dealing with a worldwide almost pandemic, but um, I I think you, you bring a really good point at the fact that, you know, you yourself are saying just please stay at home. Like it, it is, it is so important to stay at home and to do the things that serious you know serious doctors and nurses and all these health experts are recommending is to just stay home or or let people like you guys be able to do the job that you're supposed to be doing
1: right I think you know the biggest message is everybody's getting impatient everybody's getting antsy and they're and they're getting bored and frustrated and we're feeling the same exact way. Um, you know our days off you know nursing is, is, a t- is a tough job and our days off are very important. We all have routines to take care of ourselves, and none of us are doing them right now. Um, And this is not going to end any quicker if people aren't, you know, um, doing what the CDC is saying to do, doing what the government is saying to do. Um, And, you know, I think if we all just band together and just really just tough it out for a little bit longer, things will get better sooner. Um, It's just, it's kind of, it's frustrating, um, you know, working and seeing people protesting against it. It's just... But, you know, you got to meet people where they are, as they are, and we're still going to take care of you, even though you're not thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I Jeff, I, I think the the best thing about our, our alumni base of, of 19,000 strong is the fact of mentorship and, and giving our current students and our future alumni the opportunity to connect with um, some of our current alumni that are going through. I know I'm throwing a curveball question at you at the moment, but... Um, what is some advice that a, a current nursing student um, that is technically seeing this all, um, not really necessarily being in it, they may be in it just based on, you know, where they're at, but um, what's some advice that you would give to a current new nursing student, especially from Misericordia, uh, you know, to possibly kind of shed a little light into them being the professional, the soon to be professionals.
1: Um, I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give to nursing students. First of all, um, you need to make sure nursing is what you want to do because it is a career where you are dealing with people at, for most part, they're most vulnerable and they're worst. Um, and it is something that you need to have a passion about. It is something that you really need to care for um, because it is a tough job. Uh, with that being said, my biggest piece of advice is, uh, somebody told me when I first started, go treat them like they're your family. Um, and something that my, my mom says she's in healthcare as well and you know you, you have to care for these people um, one of my biggest things um, is uh, small acts of love uh, when I was a senior in campus ministry our theme was don't ever doubt that a small group of committed people can um, change the world or make a difference I forget how the quote goes but in fact it's the only thing that ever has and nursing gives you the perfect opportunity to make those small differences every day like small acts of love send out big ripples and that's what makes the changes Um, you are not going to save everybody but you can still have a positive impact if you're caring for them at the end of their life it's just how you approach it Um, and that comes with experience and time but you know nursing is a great field so uh, you have a great future ahead of you
0: absolutely a powerful message to our uh, soon to be graduates and of course our our up and coming future nurses that will Maybe sooner or later, Jeff, be, be side by side with you um, as far as uh, you know, being on those front lines. But we're going to transition a little bit. You did talk about campus ministry and student activities, to very close departments that are near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, uh, you and mine specifically. But um, how has Misericordia helped you get to where you are today? I know you kind of sprinkled it in a little bit with some of your, uh, your answers, but um, you know, ideally, how has Misericordia helped you get to where you are today?
1: um i think misericordia gave me the kind of help to develop the the mindset that i have today um number one it gave me my education it gave me my degree so we can be tangible on that on that they gave me a great training i loved nursing school there i loved my professors and my experience um but with that being said you know you have these charisms of um Mercy, service, justice, and hospitality. And I remember coming in as a freshman and sitting through orientation and just being like, okay, mercy, service, hospitality. <laughs> um, but you know, when you get involved and you immerse yourself in that culture, um, you know, the culture of mercy and you do service projects or you go on service trips, um, or you don't even have to do things like that. If you just, you're just m- mindfulness and you know, what are you doing? And every time you encounter a human being, are you showing them mercy? Um, are you acting in a just way? Are you being hospitable? Um, are you are you are you working in service to help other people and really just four years of that really just kind of changed my my frame of mind and it really had a huge impact on me. Um, this world, I mean, it's kind of like the pan, like the, the view of the pandemic is kind of like my view on the world. Like there's a lot of bad stuff out there. If you look at all the issues or if you look at this pandemic, it's so overwhelming. Um, but you can't you can't look at the big problems. You, ne- you need to be like, I am here today. In this encounter, in this interaction with another person, and I'm going to choose mercy, and I'm going to choose justice and service and hospitality, Um, and you know, just really focus on those small acts of who you encounter and like what little difference you can make today.
0: Those four charisms are certainly.
1: Still think about them all the time.
0: <laughs> um, Jeff, I'm really curious because um, what, what were some of the things you were involved in in campus ministry as well as student activities? I'm just really curious because I want to see if there's a connection between the both of us here.
1: So I was a work studying student activities, um, Darcy and Paulette, love you guys. I was um, on the Praise and Worship Committee and then I was student coordinator for campus ministry for two years. I was a peer advocate. I was in SAPE. I was an orientation leader. Um, I there was a bunch of things. I was involved in a lot. I, I, I loved all the opportunities that I had there.
0: So. <laughs> it was funny. Darcy actually uh forwarded me uh your first uh TikTok, which was the blinding lights challenge. So oh, yeah. I wasn't um it's funny because both of us did orientation, um, right. well, not at the same year, but, um, I was a fellow orientation age now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Jeff. That's, that's, uh, you know, I just curious about that. I'm always curious about what our alumni were, were a part of.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so funny that this all, this viral thing was just from like dancing around because I would just, I was in work study and I'd be work studying, uh, student activities. And I'd be over in the campus ministry office with like, Kristen and Chris and Georgia and father Don and be goofing around and dancing and Paula or Dorothy would be like pulling me back in and yelling at me <laughs> Guess it wasn't in vain since this is happening, but
0: no, I mean, Hey, I, I, I think campus ministry can kind of take a little bit that, uh, they knew you before you were famous. So right. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, have you been in any touch with any of our, uh, some of your classmates or any of your alumni? I always say this is the perfect opportunity to give shout outs, if, if any. I mean, you gave some to to Darcy and Paulette, but uh, any uh, alumni that you've been in touch with?
1: So, I mean, I think most of my best friends are from college. Um, and I kind of had different groups. I had my nursing school friends. Um, you know, one of my really good friends, Amanda Howitt, she's on the front lines at Lehigh Valley in their ER. Um, you know, Mary, Ashley, um, Dave Smith, um, Kyle Slavetskis, who actually works at Cooper in the CCU, the unit I used to work in. Um, you know, these great people from nursing school, Kelsey, who I still keep in touch with. Um, and then, you know, I had my just friends from, uh, dorms, um, from campus ministry, Lisa Witt, Julianne, a lot of people from search that I talked to. Um, and then I had my roommates, um, you know, Mark, Dustin, townhouse, 18, townhouse, 18 people. Um, Joe. So I, I just, I keep in touch with a lot of people. We don't get to see each other as often. Um, but you know, when we do pick up, it's like, it's like we left off and you know, we didn't skip a beat.
0: That's absolutely amazing. That's, that's the misericordia aura or, or, you know, the misericordia mystique that uh, I think both of us have felt um,
1: since uh, going to school. Right. And I feel like I could shout out people for an hour straight. So I'm sorry <laughs> if I didn't say your name, but I mean, you know, I, I have just, the, the greatest friends that I made from college that I'm thankful for. So that's
0: awesome. Uh, Jeff, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up this uh, first video podcast, but uh, podcast itself?
1: Um, I just, thanks for having me. It was great to kind of, you know, just talk about how Ms. Misericordia has impacted me and go down memory lane a little bit. Um, I don't know what else much more I could say, but it was fun. It was fun, you know, doing the interview.
0: I'm glad you picked it up and and I'm glad we had the chance to uh you know be able to do that. You are obviously in our thoughts and prayers uh during this time. Uh Jeff, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast today. Thank you. Thank
1: you.